Welcome to the Life and Business Made Simple podcast. I am Heather Reed, your life and business strategist, energy healer, and creator of the Say Yes to You planning system, and your host. This is a show about navigating life and entrepreneurship and finding your way to do both while loving the life you've created. It's often thought that you have to choose between either a career or being a good mom. And that is a lie. I help my clients identify the tangible steps to unlocking their dream life by simplifying life and business while also reconnecting to and caring for themselves. Even better, now I'm sharing these resources with you. If you're looking for a mix of practical, thoughtful, and a little bit woo, you're in the right spot. Grab your favorite crystals and oracle cards, reheat your lukewarm coffee, and let's get started. Hi, friends. We'll jump into the episode in just a moment, but first, this is your friendly reminder that the process for Say Yes to You planner orders is changing. Going forward, planners will only be available on a pre-order waitlist for quarterly planner drops. What does this mean for you? Well, if you haven't already purchased your planner and need one before the beginning of October, check out the link in the show notes to see if there are any remaining in inventory right now to purchase. If not, and you are a current customer, please send me a message and I will send you a little special something to get you through until October. Otherwise, get yourself on the wait list by emailing hello at heatherreadcoaching.com and confirm how many planners you would like to purchase, as well as whether or not you'd like your purchase to be a subscription. Now, you may be asking, what's the subscription for, Heather? And if so, I'm so glad you asked. If you subscribe to the Say Yes to You Planner subscription, you will receive your quarterly planner automatically. Amazing, right? This is a beautiful option for those of you who don't want to waste valuable mental real estate on keeping track of reorder dates. I know your mental load is high, and this is one thing you can take off your list. It's also a beautiful solution for those of us with ADHD who quite literally cannot remember things like reordering planners every 90 days. Okay, that's it. That's the reminder. And now here's the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the relaunch of the Life and Business Made Simple podcast. I'm really excited today to have Ashley DeLuca here with me because I've been watching her for the last couple of years. She's an email marketing superhero and also another mom entrepreneur, which I know that's, you know, a special breed of us entrepreneurs. So welcome to the show, Ashley. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm stoked to be here. Awesome. Um, so tell everybody a little bit about who you are, how you got into this wild online business world, and how you help people. Oh, yeah. Okay. So yeah, my name is Ashley DeLuca. Uh, formerly right now, I am an email marketing strategist, and I'm also the CEO of George Bryant's company as well, too. And we do marketing, uh, live events, consulting, all the things. So very busy, very fulfilled, very like all, all the things, as I like to say. Yes. 
So I actually started my journey back when I was 14 years old. I self-taught myself from library books, how to build websites. And the original dream was I'm going to go live in New York City. I'm going to write books. I'm going to write these newspaper articles. I'm going to live in this little apartment. And it's going to be like the dream. Living and growing up in a small town, you know, is always about, okay, how can I go to the next place? How can I like make it to the next thing? Like, how can I do the check boxes of life? And that's really where I, you know, started off at is like, okay, cool. Like, I know that in order to be successful, successful I need to you know have the corporate job I need to go to college I need to get married I need to have a house I gotta have all these things and I went and pursued all of it and you know during that time there was moments of me betting on myself that I recognized that I was like really coming back truly back home to myself and saying I don't know this isn't really what I want this isn't Mm -hmm. really what I want and then pivoting and pivoting and pivoting and it started off first with my career because you know I was in the corporate job I was in school full-time working corporate full-time like I was doing hashtag all the things as a workaholic yep and I was sitting at Panera with my best friend Cece and I was like I just I don't think this is it like I am struggling so badly to try to move to the top you know I'm like literally I was like in my early 20s putting all this pressure on myself to like make it all the way to the top and have a like a a C title you know thing and I was just like most people don't even get those until they're like 30 40s and on up and I just like which is so caved into the pressure that she's like why don't you just create it yourself like you realize you can just be the CEO of your own company right And I'm like what because like small business world for me was like brick and mortar. Like I didn't know anything about the online space. Like I knew you could have a website. Obviously I was building them from, you know, from my library books and like creating blogs and and stuff like that, but it just didn't occur to me. And so I actually pulled out a business plan that I made in community college that I laughed off saying, Oh, that's a great business idea, but I would never, I made that business. And that was my first business, which was blank slate media consulting LLC. And um, I started off doing web design, social media, all the pieces, and again, started to repivot. So as I'm like trucking on down the road, you know, I got married, I had the kid, I had the dogs, the house, all the things. And I was like, I don't know, I'm feeling really unsatisfied again. Like, it's just, it's like, I had the dream, you know, I quit the corporate job, I was working full time in my business, but I was so burnt out trying to do all the things. And I had you know, 20, 30 clients of all sorts of sizes. Like I was writing for some, I was web designing for some, I was writing this, doing that. And I was just like, I am so exhausted. I was working 60 hour weeks with a brand new baby. And I like took a one day maternity leave because that's all I could afford Ugh. to do. Cause I was like doing this all myself. Yeah. Um, so moving on down through, that's when I had a hard conversation again with another friend. And she was like, well, what do you really want to do? And I said, I just want to do email. And I didn't realize that that moment is when I would then pivot and go through the process of just going full force into email marketing. I love that. That's such a beautiful example of listening to what your heart is guiding you towards, because I think Mm -hmm. so many people feel this pressure of, I should be doing this, which you described a little bit, but you have great friends that were able to kind of get you out of that mindset and thinking about the possibilities of what could be which is so important. A thousand percent. Yeah. And like, it's, it's definitely a common theme for me within my life of like going after all the shoulds. I call it like the check boxes of life and saying, well, this is how everybody else is saying it needs to look like. So this is what it needs to look like. And 
I have just gone through the process over the past five, like basically five years since I've had my son and like redeveloping what my life looks like and what that like demolishing all the shoulds and making it into, well, what does Ashley really want? Like, what is the best thing for Nick? And like, just taking all of the rest of it aside and saying, coming back to my heart and just be like, okay, well, what's the best thing for you and Boo Boo? Like, that's yes. that. <laughs> yes. Well, and first of all, I love that you call him Boo Boo because I call my firstborn that too. And, <laughs> and also what I love about just our generation collectively that I'm noticing is we are literally shifting everything when it comes to mm-hmm. that type of mindset, right? Because our parents' generation and our grandparents' generation, it was that. Like you graduate from high school, you go to college, you get the good job, you get the house with the white picket fence and the 2.4 kids and the dog. Like it's, you know, that was success, but that's no longer what success has to be, especially if it's not fulfilling you. Um, And especially in today's world with, you know, online, the internet, there's so many options that it's really important to open your eyes to what could be. And yes, where is your heart leading you? Oh my gosh, a thousand percent. And with that, you know, there's, there's pieces of my puzzle that I didn't understand at first. Like why, like, Mm. why is it that I wanted to be different and run a business? Why is it that I wanted to, you know, like, you know, be a workaholic for a little bit of my life. Like there's so many things that like, I didn't really understand, but now like sitting here with you, like doing this podcast, like I can clearly see that all of those things were laid out specifically for me to be in the position that I am today. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's something that a lot of times we have to like come back to because like we get so stuck in our present of like, well, this is bad. This isn't working. That's not happening. Why isn't this going? Cause we're like, so focused on the next thing. that I would I would love to invite everyone to as a reminder of be like hey like it may not be the entire thing like it may not be the whole enchilada but like at least you have some of it like I have the tortilla and my tortilla is completely empty I can put whatever I want into it and that amount of freedom is just so incredibly fulfilling and exciting for me yeah well and I also had a business coach at one point because I would get the same like feelings of frustration of like Mm -hmm. I'm not where I want to be yet and like feeling like I needed to be further ahead and she would always say to me you are exactly where you are supposed to be Yeah, and that has stuck with me as I'm now a couple years out from having worked with that coach I see exactly what she meant. Like I was going through those things to learn specific lessons to grow into the version of me that I am today so -hmm. that I could move into this direction. Like I had to go through certain steps and I had certain mentors and friends that would make suggestions for me about, you know, my business and direction and things like that. I just, I couldn't do it until I was ready to do it, you know, until I could see it right? Which they could see it because, you know, they were, that's why they were my mentors, right? But mentally, I couldn't wrap my head around certain things. Oh, such a good, that's such a good point. Like, that's basically the entire thing of my entire life. Yeah. (laughs) I've, I've like had so many incredible people hold the vision for me. Yeah. And allow for me to be able to grow and believe it. And I think that's really important, like to have people in your world who can hold the vision for you and who can support you through it, knowing that you have to come to the conclusion, like you have to go through the process of adopting the belief Mm -hmm. because there's so many things that, you know, people tried to help me like very early on in my marriage, like for an example, 
like tried to help me see what was really happening that like it was very abusive like things weren't right like this is not how you're supposed to be treated but like I had to come to my own breaking point and my own thing even though I know that I hurt so many people in the process Mm -hmm. and I get to process that and I get to like I don't want to say deal with it but I get to you know rework those relationships that essentially were broken um but it really is like you have to come to it yourself and the people that can hold you through it those are your people those are your people who are like meant to be there for you in your life yeah yeah it's interesting you mentioned that about the marriage because in my first marriage I don't know that I would say that it was abusive but it was an unhealthy dynamic Mm -hmm. um and I found out after we split up from a number of my friends are like, oh, thank God. Like we hated him for you. And I was like, what? You know, and nobody actually told me that. And when I asked why they said, because you wouldn't have been able to hear it and it would have just destroyed our friendship. Right. So instead I was just here for you. And when it all fell apart, which we figured it would at some point, we were here to pick you back up. Right. And that's, it's hard when you're going through it to see what's beyond it. Right. But there's so much good on the other side of those crumblings. Oh my gosh. And this is like a huge lesson for like, whether business life, anything like I've, you know, gone through the process of, I was in a partnership when I was, so I had just had Nick, I was in a partnership and we were like doing all the things together. That's why I left my full-time job ended up a month or two later, it was October. So I've been two months later, they were like, okay, we're not doing the partnership anymore. We're dissolving it. Here's a hundred dollars at your payout piece. And I had no business. Oh no! And it was in that, again, one of those pivotal moments of like everything that I had worked for, that I had the vision for, that I was holding for crumbled completely to the ground. But I know now, like seeing if I would have stayed in that partnership, I would have suffocated myself. Like I would have suffocated my light. I wouldn't be where I am today. And it's truly about like, yeah, in those crumblings, that's where you get to like rebuild. And even though it's really, really hard and like I cried through the entire process of rebuilding, you know, it still allows for you to be able to reshape what I mean could be totally possible, which I didn't think any of what I currently have is possible. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's so beautiful. And it, it really speaks to, there's a lesson in everything, even when we can't see it in that moment and it takes perspective, right? The entire, what year was it? 2022 was disaster (laughs) for me in terms of just where my business was. Right. I felt very lost. I felt like I just couldn't find my thing and it took me trying a ton of things. And I realize now it was probably very confusing for my audience, but coming through that, I'm now so crystal clear on exactly what I meant to be doing and how I meant to be serving the world. And, but it took all that like pain and frustration and tears and wanting to give up and actually looking for like jobs back in corporate America, like just, you know, Mm -hmm what is the path, you know, feel that feeling of feeling lost is normal, especially in entrepreneurship, I feel like when you're just trying to figure out your thing, right. But once you find that thing, and I'm four years in at this point, finally found the thing this year. It's so fulfilling, right? It's so worth (laughs) that whole journey. But oof, the journey can be rough sometimes. (laughs) Seriously. Oh, my gosh. And that's, 
that's the same thing with email marketing. You know, it's, yeah. it doesn't pass a, like a month where I don't have at least one day that I'm like, do I really, should I be doing this? Like, am I the person to be doing this? Yeah. Like there's a thousand other people who talk about email. Like, why should I talk about it? Like what's nice to do? And so it happens to all of us. It happens yeah. to all of us. And it's definitely not like anything that I think any of us can avoid. Cause I hear it from people from all levels, all conversations, yep. all things of just like, again, having those like breakdown moments. And like, those are the moments that then create the biggest catalyst in the process. I love that. Okay. So I'm glad that you brought up email marketing because I could talk about this other stuff all day, but I also <laughs> want to hear your thoughts for anybody who either has an email list, but doesn't use it or uses it, but doesn't feel like it's effective or they just haven't had the courage to start a list. Let's start here. Why would someone start an email list? Like what's the benefit if they've already got social media and things seem to be tracking that way? Like why take that extra time to build a list? Yeah. So social media is great um, until they decide to change things. We don't have any control over what happens. Uh, we don't have any control if a platform goes up, if it goes down, if they decide to pivot, they decide to change. And, it, you know, even just as quickly as Threads was launched and kind of meh, all at the same time, like it feels like within two weeks, yep. you know, it's one of those things where regardless of what external things are happening, email marketing is like that one solid thing like your website. And so when I think about a business, I think about the structure as like your two pillars being your website and your email. And then everything else is built off of that. Because mm. again, everything else is external. It's outside of your control. But your email list, you can download your CSV and take those people wherever you would like to go. Like yeah. you don't have to be on just one platform. You can change things up. You can change as you would like without basically picking people up and like dropping them if you decide to move from Instagram to Facebook. Right. And so I think it's really valuable. And I also think it's a lot easier as well, too. Like once you get past all the tech and the mindset and like the all the rifts up front, like it's so much easier to send out an email knowing that like you sent out an email as opposed to potentially making a graphic and then making a carousel and then being like, oh, no, I cropped the image. And like it just it gets to be very simple. And I'm very excited to talk about a little bit more about that. But that that would be my number one thing. Okay. Okay. So let's talk about that because I think it took me like six months to choose an email platform. I was so overwhelmed by all of it. Mm -hmm. So what are your suggestions for people who are like, I haven't gotten into this yet. I don't have a freebie. I don't know what platform to use. Like, how am I even going to grow a list? Where do you recommend people start when they're feeling like all those feelings? Okay, so definitely let's start with your platform first, right? Like we have to pick your home base. But I want you to know that like your home base doesn't have to be your permanent home base. Like we're we don't have to go through the whole process of setting up your entire business only to find that it doesn't work for you. So there's two sides to the coin when I look at email marketing platforms and when I'm helping clients pick platforms, these are this is the questions that we go through. So the first question is, is that I want to know what your business vision is and what your business goals are. Even if you're like, I just have a brief idea, like I want to be a service-based provider, like, great, that's helpful. Like we could start there. Thinking about what your business is going to do and what your email marketing needs to fulfill upon is really incredibly important because if you're doing courses, digital products and things like that, I'm going to then look on the tech side and say, okay, are you using 
you know, Members Pro, are you using Thrivecart? Like, how are you going through the process of actually fulfilling? And how can we make sure that everything drives together? Because there's nothing worse than picking a platform and another platform and then them not working. Like, let's yeah. just make your life easy. Let's make sure the tech, you know, all coincides. And then underneath of your business goals as well, too, it's really about like, well, where do you see yourself expanding to? Like, are you planning on just staying where you're at? Do you plan on expanding into digital products? Do you plan on offering services are done for you? Like, what is the kind of big picture look like? Because those are going to be your requirements of like what we're going to need to then create on the email side. So you're going to take those requirements and then we're going to start picking a couple platforms. So generally speaking, uh, the platforms that I like to recommend to start with um, in like no particular order is, so MailerLite is a great free option. If you're like, girl, I don't got, I don't want to spend the change. No worries. You can do all the basics <laughs> MailerLite. Uh, ConvertKit is great for my um, service-based or digital product-based providers who don't have any other tech or platforms. And they're like, cool, I would love a, like a little all-in-one solution for like 30 bucks a month. That'll like get me all the pieces. Um Active campaign is great for my clients who have, I'll just say very complicated businesses who have a lot of integrations and things and they have a lot of data and like, it's a lot more like very, very specific. Active campaigns are great for that. And then e-commerce peeps always go over to Clavio, Clavio, however you want to say that. Um, that's, that's the best way to do e-commerce. Okay. So you're going to pick at least a couple. I would pick at least two to take a look at, right? You don't have to sign up for the account unless you're very hands-on. Like you can just go through the tutorials, watch a quick tutorial on YouTube. And what I want you to do is I want to make sure that it makes sense to your brain. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is I want you to be able to open up your email marketing platform and know how to send a broadcast or know how to edit an automation because there is nothing worse than like owner paralysis where you're just like, I have no idea what's going on in my email marketing platform. I have no idea what's happening. And then you have to pay somebody to go in and fix a simple link. Like yep. that is not, that is not CEO energy of what I want for you. Like I want no. you to feel fully empowered and not feel like you have to have somebody else unless you want to, right? Unless you want to. Yeah. Um, and so making sure it makes sense to your brain is really just about, yeah, making sure that when you log in, you know the basics. Like, and again, there's always a learning curve with new platforms, of course. But if you're just like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Cause like every single platform is different. Yep. Everybody's brain works differently. So find yep. what works best for you. It's so, that's such a great point actually, because I cannot tell you several years ago, how many people were like, you got to use Trello. Trello's amazing. Mm -hmm. Really? doesn't make sense to me. I cannot figure out how to use it effectively. It has never made sense to my brain. Then I had a friend that loves ClickUp and she's like, if you hate Trello, look at ClickUp. And it was like, oh, you know, like angels yeah. were singing. The light was shining down from above. Right. And it, it totally depends on just how your brain is wired. Yeah. I mean, it's literally with anything like project management is a great example because you have Trello, ClickUp, Asana, Monday, all the things. And it's just truly about instead of feeling guilty that you can't match somebody else or you're not using the trendy platform, yep. like use what works best for you. Like, who yes. cares? like, yes, you're doing your work. You're sending me emails. You're making things happen. Like I, like, again, I think there is a, there is a line around like productivity and like, you know, actually having a system, yeah. but if you can like whatever works best for you is the way to go. And I don't, I don't believe in platform shaming anybody. <laughs> right. Well, Except, and I always yeah. tell people there's never one solution for everybody. It's actually 
a soapbox that I have stood on since I started my business because in the sleep consulting world, which is where I started, it was very like, here's my sleep training system or whatever. And I was Mm -hmm. like, no, like it, no, you need to be flexible and be able to make changes depending on the baby and the mom and all of that. And I still feel that way about everything that I do. In fact, the planner that I created, like it's not my one way it's like here's the system but you input things the way they work for you right it's not like I yeah I hate the like it has to be one way that really (laughs) and I think that's really crucial because even when I think about the like the setup portion right it's like I can tell you oh you need this 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 and this but like it may not even make sense for you and your business, right? So I much prefer to teach from a principle standpoint and more of like a, like a value standpoint of, okay, here's, here's the like boxes, like, but you get to put the names on the boxes. You get to decorate them. Like if you want to draw flowers on them, great. If you want to put SpongeBob on one, awesome. (laughs) But like, that's, that's what my son's into right now, SpongeBob. But, you know, I really think that like, if like, especially when we're teaching and talking and all the things, like, I want you to know that, like, again, like, I'll give you the boxes, but you get to make whatever it looks like for you with no judgment yeah. attached. Yeah, no, that's great. Okay. So they've selected their system. Yeah. And then where do you even start? Because you hear a lot about like, create a funnel, have a sequence. Like there's all these words around email that feel very scary right mm-hmm. like I don't know what oh, that yeah. is or how to do that <laughs> so where would someone even start as they're as they're getting an email list up and going okay so basically once you've created the platform now we get to do so there's kind of like two steps that go hand in hand and that's really just making a place for people to call home because, you know, obviously, like we can set up all the tech, we can set up all of these pretty funnels and all the things. But if you have nobody coming to them, you don't know how to drive people to them, you don't have anything to attract them, like, it's just going to sit there. And you're going to be like, why do I waste all my time doing that? Yeah. So what I recommend is first and foremost, taking a look at what are you going to use to attract people in? Are you going to do a freebie, a content upgrade? I mean, it's all the same language. But you know, really thinking about it in a way of instead of it being, again, I'm going to use the enchilada as an example, the whole enchilada, like how can you just give them a starter plate? Like let's give them an appetizer because a lot of times what I see people do is they'll promise something really big and they'll be like, okay, you download this free guide. I'm going to give you like, it's your, it's your 10 ways to get a million Instagram followers. Now for somebody who is just starting off, maybe has 10 Instagram followers, 10 to a million is like quite the difference, right? And they're probably yeah. like, oh, that sounds great. But what ends up happening is they don't reach it because it's like, okay, maybe that's what you use. But then you also have all these other things that you didn't talk about within this freebie that then created that result. Yeah. So make it bite-sized, make it realistic and make it something that like makes them go, oh my gosh, I need this. Yeah. Now, obviously it's like, how do you do that? Right. <laughs> great idea ash but how do you do that so i love 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 market research and specifically in the market research realm instead of asking them what their favorite color is what car they drive what their annual income is (laughs) like i don't care about any of that i want to know specifically what are you wanting to accomplish because for me i've been really focusing less on pain point marketing and more about like vision dream and really focusing on like positive marketing and i'm just like well what do you want to do 
Like, do you really want 100 subscribers or do you really want to have 100 active, engaged subscribers who are just waiting for your inbox or your email to hit their inboxes? Like really thinking about what their language is and what they're saying. And yeah. when you take what they're actually saying and put that into your lead magnet and you create results based off of what they're asking for, you already have something that's already going to be positive because it's, it's, it's literally from your, your ideal client's mouth. Yeah. Yeah. It's not you guessing. It's not you assuming. It's not you following trends. Like it's literally you're delivering on what it is that you know that if they download this freebie, they watch the video, they do the checklist, whatever, they're they're like basically almost guaranteed the result. Right. Now, obviously, I understand like guarantees are a little iffy. Obviously, we can't make people do the work, all that really good fun stuff. But again, I really, really want to like hone in on the fact that when you create something that's realistic, easy, attainable, that's where you start to build that trust. And they're just like, oh, yeah, Ashley helped me do that. Like, you know, Ashley really helped me, you know, do X or even if it like they don't make it to the end result, they, they still have a lot more clarity and they yeah. can see how you teach and how you work and all of that. And so I highly recommend figuring out what that looks like, asking them how they would prefer to actually take in that information and then going through the process of then in your email marketing platform, creating that form or landing page for them to be able to then opt in. So that way you can start the process of collecting people in. So that would be step number two. Okay. That's amazing. Okay. So once you've got people on your list, you're bringing people in. Is that the point where you suggest putting together like a welcome sequence or, or do you recommend doing like a weekly newsletter? What's the best way for someone to get started with their email list, knowing that for a lot of us writing like daily emails, that's a lot. Like most people aren't going to start <laughs> <Yeah>. there. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. Yeah. So I would definitely recommend. Um, so step number three would be to write your welcome email. So you want to make sure that when people opt in, they have a landing point that they, you know, are going to start your journey on. Yeah. Now in our world, so our world being like mine and George Bryant's, he talks about this as like the knowledge stage where essentially you're acknowledging them for taking that very first step of like them, like working towards their end result, which is huge, right? Like they've chosen to spend time with you. They've chosen to give you their attention and we want to acknowledge them for it. And so I from there would follow George's five-step framework in the welcome sequence, which is acknowledge, prepare, project, pre-handle, and excite. And through those five steps, you would essentially have your exact pieces for each email that would then follow, that would lead them back to the lead magnet, that would lead them back to actually doing the work, that would remind them and build your ecosystem and all of that. And so I could spend a good 30 minutes just talking yes, <laughs> about yeah. like all of those steps. Um, and he has lots of free content on it as well, too. But like thinking about, you know, again, where can you bring people in at in, in that sequence? And then when it comes to on the front end, so like that's all your back end. That's all you really need. Like as long as you have a place for them to go, like that's bare minimum on the front end. So like your broadcast and things like that, it's really about thinking about what can you actually commit to? The number one reason why people don't send emails out is because of not necessarily lack of commitment, but overcommitment. Like they mm -hmm. overcommit to what they're going to do. I'm going to do the weekly emails. I'm going to do the daily emails. And I am so incredibly guilty of this myself because yeah. like I, you know, I have an email list and I also write a ton of emails for a lot of other people too. Yeah. So it's usually like, you know, my stuff, it always gets on the back end and it's just like, oh, Ashley, come on, you can do it. 
And it's truly, it comes back to overcommitment. And so I want you to be honest and real with yourself and create basically um, a guide for yourself of like, okay, so what's my minimum that I'm like, is it once a month? Great. If I can do once a month, then awesome. Like it's better than once a month, you know? Yeah. And then thinking about it in a way of like, okay, no, I do have more time. or I do have a team member who can help me, or I do have the flexibility, then you can add. But I definitely don't think that it has to look like any specific way. It's really, again, about like, what can you commit to? What can you be consistent with? And what can you actually take on and handle? Yeah, no, that's really great advice because when I launched my email list, I was trying to send emails out every week. I think it lasted maybe two weeks Um, Mm -hmm. just because I don't actually work that many hours a week. So you're right. Look at the amount of time you have and do you have time to be putting together a monthly newsletter or what's the cadence of, of that look like? Yeah, I mean, it could be it could be monthly, it could be bi-weekly, it could be weekly. And I think that there's just so many options that you get to determine what that looks like. Yeah. And it could be the second Thursday of every month. Like, yeah. as long as you're communicating, especially in that last email and your welcome sequence, like, hey, your next email will come for me. It'll be the second Tuesday of every month. Like if it was yesterday, I'm sorry, you'll get the next one next, you know, next month on the second Tuesday of every month. And yeah. so like, being open, honest, setting expectations is where you then um, release any negative expectations or doubt or any of that because you're clearly communicating with your peeps. Yeah, no, that's great. That's really great. Okay. Do you have any last final pieces of advice for someone who's still feeling resistance? Like, oh, that sound that still sounds like a lot. I'm not sure I can do all that. What would you say to people that kind of get them going on it? So here's the thing. If it doesn't fit your priority list right now, that's okay. But I really want you to understand the impact of making that choice. And again, this is not life or death. I tell people all the time, I don't provide air or oxygen, water or food. Like that's not my gift. (laughs) So, you know, the world is still going to spin if Ashley doesn't send an email. And it's the same for you too, right? Like the world's still going to spin. But you know, when you think about your business in the long term of things, like it can be really easy for you to set something up and have it done and let it run in the back end and just let it do its thing and tweak as you need to and then move forward. Again, like you get to paint the picture exactly as you would like it, like in life and in business, like you get to fully own whatever you put in your enchilada. And so if there is something specific that you're like, if only I knew the answer to this question just mm-hmm. send me a dm on instagram like let's just solve it and get it over with like yes. let's move on it like is- let's move on but if you're really stuck in that like i don't like and you're listening to this and you're just like okay i'm still like it's okay it's okay like we can still be friends we can still like, be friends um it's all good and you can hire Ashley to help you with it (laughs) I mean yes you could do that too that's option number three but just know that like it's all good it is all good in the hood it's going to be fine but it is a huge piece of a business that I know so many people wish they would have started earlier yes I hear that from every like successful entrepreneur I wish I had started my email list you know two years before I did or whatever the timeline is that's a great point okay Mm -hmm. so how can people find you stay in touch with you follow you get on your email list yeah okay so instagram is my favorite place to hang out um so at ashley k deluca um you can also find me on facebook ashley deluca um i have the same profile picture with the 
fire uh, newspaper. So that's me. And then um, if you are like, okay, I, I like what you're saying. I just need some guide. Like I need a little bit of structure. I mm-hmm. have a one page email marketing strategy uh, blueprint that you can download. It's completely free. And I walk you through all of the steps. So I'm talking like, actually like what I mentioned today, like all written out, like how do you pick a platform? How do you set up your segments? How do you set up your tags? Like, what does this look like? How do you set up your email template? Can you give me examples? Like I'm giving you the full enchilada because I know that if I can get more people to email and serve the world, that that fulfills my purpose. Like it doesn't have to be a direct correlation to my bank account. It like, karma goes a lot of different ways, right? Yeah. So yeah, you can just DM me on Instagram. You can say one page and I will send you the link. Um, any Awesome. And we'll put it in the show notes too, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I can we, definitely send you the link. We can do yeah. that. Okay. That'd be great. Cause I think sometimes that's easier. Like when I have to go multiple places, my ADHD brain's like, what was I doing? <laughs> <laughs> so we'll put yeah. it in the show notes for everybody, but thank you so much. This is so helpful. And I know it's going to really help a lot of people overcome that hurdle of, of getting started. Yay. Thank you so much for having me. It's such a blessing. Thank you. Of course. Thank you so much for being here with me today. I would love to see you on social media. So let's connect. I'm on Facebook and Instagram at Heather Reed Coaching, all one word. Stop by and say hello. And I will see you next week, friends. Thank you.